0: It's like backstage, but there's no stage. It's the Standby for Places Green Room. Welcome to In the Green Room.
1: So this is In the Green Room, brought to you by Standby for Places. My name is Dunya, and I'll be hosting this evening, um, or this episode rather, because I don't know when you're watching this. It might be evening or not. I digress. Uh, Who's here with me today is the team from What's Your Wi-Fi, a virtual theater company. Do you guys want to just go around and introduce yourselves, kind of say what your role is in the company and so forth?
2: Sure. I will start. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What's up? My name is Prince Anthony Hall, and I am one of the founders slash directors slash producer slash, you know, we all pretty much do a lot.
1: Finated <laughs> artists, each right. and every one of you.
3: Oh, what's up, y'all? My name is Ramon Guzman. I like my name pronounced Ramon Guzman, but I don't like giving people the opportunity to try to roll their R's. So Ramon is just fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I try, to, I hear people try to roll the R, I'm just like, yo, just say Ramon. But um, my name is Ramon, I'm also one of the founders, executive producers, directors, writer, as Prince I wear many hats as
0: well. Hi, I'm Jay. I am, I would imagine more of like an artistic consultant with What's Your Wi-Fi? And I sometimes take certain um, like artistic director positions depending on what we're doing with the company. Um, I help a lot with casting. Um, choosing material with them and initially I was brought on as an actor but I've also directed a couple things with what's your Wi-Fi and yeah I'm just happy to always be a part of what they're doing
1: First things first quarantine has been kind of a pain in the butt for a lot of theatrical artists and people who are trying to artistically express themselves That being said, how did what's your Wi-Fi come to be?
3: Oh, All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, I was sitting in my apartment in the city and thinking, like, all my actor friends, including myself, have nothing we're really able to do, like theater shot, production in TV and film last year around this time was basically non-existent, and I was just like, I'm going crazy, like, I can do all these monologues, but I feel like I want to do something with all my friends so we can, like, showcase some art because there's playwrights who don't have anything to present right now. There's actors who need something to present right now. There's just artists in general who are starving and wanting to do something. So I called Ramon and I was like, yo, bro, we need to make something happen. I got this idea, like, let's make it work. We started working like that first week, that by the second week, we were like almost ready to shoot the first show. And then we cast Jay in our first show. And then after that, we were like, yeah, you should definitely come and work yeah. with us
1: jay is definitely one of those humans and i'm very lucky to actually cohabitate with jay for those who don't know um jay is one of those humans that has like a magnetic presence as soon as they're on a collaborative project it's like okay so when can i work with you again like what's going on here so that's what a fantastic (laughs) bringing together of the forces.
3: Yeah, Jay is huh. definitely someone you want to have on your team.
2: I, I would say that. Yes. Jay has handled many a, a dicey email
0: for us. It made it sound very... Uh-huh.
1: To- <laughs> Wait, there have been dicey emails.
0: That is the like, T girl. There's always like dicey one or two. emails on the startup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, coming from the Standby for Places... Uh, point of view, our, our startup was basically very similar, except instead of going the visual route the way you guys did, we ended up going the solely audio route. So it's interesting how like different groups of artists are craving the um, collaborative element of artistic expression, because sure, there are plenty of artists out there that are able to like kind of be in this incubator and be able to express themselves and and promote their art and point of view but I don't know that's just not how we're built particularly as theatrical um, performers so was the transition to to getting from stage and practical stuff to the virtual realm difficult were there any challenges that you guys had to to kind of overcome or was it pretty seamless?
3: I feel like for us, we ran into some issues with tech. Tech was, I, yeah, some of you got agree, but tech is like the number one thing that we deal with. It's all tech, tech, how's people's Wi-Fi on their end? What can we do to make it more seamless? It's, yeah, legit, like what's your Wi-Fi on your end? Um, and just to make it more seamless. So I think for me, one thing that we, we count, like always constantly uh, encounter is like tech. Tech, tech, tech. So I feel like I've changed from it to a tech to like a computer technician. Like I, I'm also a teacher, so I'm already dealing with Zoom and my um in my job. So like, doing it on this level is like okay. Zoom is like my thing now. Like I, I, I figured it out. I think.
0: I think for me and like my perspective with everything, cause I've been mostly dealing with directing a lot of things with what's your Wi-Fi, I've really loved it and I don't find it any more difficult or different than doing it in person. For me, the only thing that it has affected the process is the fact that we're really dedicated to making sure that product looks good. And it was a conversation that we had really early on after we had an amazing result with our first video, Uh, which was a Jordanie Cooper play. And we realized that we didn't, what we wanted to have setting us apart from other companies was a sense of breaking down this fourth wall that is your cell phone screen or your computer screen or your TV screen. However, it's also resulted in a lot of difficulty in maintaining that kind of technical integrity because even though we as people who kind of work more in the physical world aren't very busy right now, editors are super busy right now. They're not the only, they're not out of work the way that we are. If anything, their work is probably more prominent than ours ever has been as far as theater right now. So for us, the challenges have been more about how do we continue to provide the product that we know we can be proud of at What's Your Wi-Fi that we know is going to be different and cutting edge and polished compared to some of the other places people are going to go get theater. And also, The reality, too, is making sure that we're connecting with young playwrights of color or new playwrights of color, Black playwrights, to continue to, you know, push the pipeline of work for them, because that's always been at the heart of What's Your Wi-Fi? period. Whether it's Black History Month, whether it was during the BLM moment, which we actually took a huge pause in producing a lot of stuff because we know our community. We know the people that were watching our things, you know, the people that wanted to participate in our work couldn't handle the emotional stress of what was happening this last summer. So a lot of things, I think, kind of came into focus for us with What's Your Wi-Fi last year that, were really important and integral to how we made the work that we made that went beyond the kind of technical stuff of okay well this is different from face-to-face theater
1: um you brought up trying to break down that that fourth wall of having this interaction via technology it's very interesting to want to have this this need to connect with other people but being unable to do it in the physical realm the way you would with theater because there is this symbiotic relationship between the audience and the production team and players and, and all of the other stuff that we typically get to curate and deal with. Do you think that um, do you think that there is still this symbiotic relationship that you've been able to maintain with your audience the way you have brought them up?
2: The, the key is really building the audience. And then finding the people that want to indulge in online theater because it is such a different medium as compared to being face to face. And I feel like we have been doing a decent job at maintaining the level of expertise in what we produce and what we show. However, that long period of time that we took during the BLM BLM, uh, protests and presidential stuff and all that other stuff, it really gave us some time to focus in on what we wanted to do and how we wanted to present what we had and uh I think moving forward we're gonna really uh change the way things were done you know and have a better understanding
3: yeah I think uh the point of the matter is that we're it's going to be different right like we're not going to get the same experience that we would if we were uh live in a theater right but I think with what's your wi-fi what we lack in terms of like presentation because it's not physical we make up in content and i i really really believe that like the work that we've been putting out in terms of stories people have been resonating with and i know that i've had and i know we all had have had a great time reading these plays as great as they are or as strange as they are we've been enjoying reading them and i think we we've got some really really good content that we've put out
1: do you guys have a favorite of any of the content that you have put out so far? So many! <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's some
1: good So ones. many! You guys honestly, have a pretty breath, like...
0: Honestly, there is something that we haven't put out, which is called Tea town
3: That's my favorite. It's, I direct,
0: <laughs> <but> it's co-directed, <laughs> and it's a really funky, like, absurdist piece that we got to play a lot with, camera work and stuff like that. And also a personal favorite of mine was uh, Directing Please by Terrence Day, who is just really wonderful and really receptive to everything that we're doing. Um, I know that it was something that we really wanted to collaborate with Standby For Places with, but unfortunately, like, it just took some rights issues that we couldn't uh, handle. Um, but at the end of the day, I think truly and honestly, Everything we've done with the company makes me immensely proud because I'm getting to see people who I know, persons I've known for years, who do really good work, get to shine and get to have an opportunity to step into roles that they were made for or that they really um, just inherently and authentically connect with. Getting to, you know, produce Ramon's play was really, really special as well because at the end of the day, I don't know Ramon as a writer, but it gave me a chance to experience Ramon in a new and intellectual way that I didn't get to have the privilege of when we were in college together because it wasn't our focus. Mm -hmm. So for me, a great thing about What's Your Wi-Fi has been the ability to reconnect with artists, which is kind of a through line for a lot of us in quarantine. Reconnecting with these artists that I haven't spoken to in a couple of years and getting to just exist in the same artistic space as them. And that has been a really, really big pl- pleasure. And I can't think of anything that we've done at What's Your Wi-Fi that doesn't make me proud.
1: I would say the same, uh, engaging with your guys' Instagram and your profiles has been really, really interesting. And I'm so glad that we can make this collaboration happen. Uh, Ramon, I would love to talk about your piece that you've written that's actually premiered on uh, Standby For Places. Can you tell us a little bit about your play, how it came to be?
3: I would love to. Um. So the name of my play is "Confessions of a Nigger in Distress." I wrote it in 2017. Um. Jay Jay brought up a good point of like not knowing me as a writer in college because I didn't write in college. Like that was not my focus at all. It, writing was something I picked up after because I just saw. I, I was a, I'm a full time teacher, so I just saw that my performance opportunities were limiting just because of my time. So I was like, how else can I be creative? And I just started writing and legit. Confessions is the first play I've ever written, and um, yeah, I was just in a space where I just wanted to put characters having conversations, and that the story just spoke. Like I had, I had no outline; I didn't know what I, where I was going with this. I just put characters talking to one another, and then whatever was coming to me at the moment, I wrote. So, um, what and that's what we have is the play after some edits and stuff. And we have the play that you that you that you that was going to premiere. So, yeah.
1: So since quarantine, do you guys think that you've acquired different artistic skill sets, especially because things have been so limited?
2: I definitely do feel like I've acquired some (laughs) skill sets. So outside of What's Your Wi-Fi, I've still been auditioning. Well, when things open back up, quote unquote, I've been auditioning a lot more. So it's like, I've become my own production company. And a lot of that came with What's Your Wi-Fi stuff because we have to get the lighting right, the mics right, the background. Mm -hmm the Wi-Fi, like there was a lot of stuff that went into it. And it's almost similar to what goes on with like self tapes or interviews or anything that you're doing via camera right now. So I feel like that and then I guess, yeah, producing, like actually hands-on, like casting a show, like breaking down the directing, like taking notes from people you're working with. I've learned so much from both Ramon and Jay in this process that have made me a much stronger leader and artist. Like straight up before I um, directed or co-directed with Jay, I had no idea how to even grasp that side of the acting world, you know? And after, I know how to ask the right questions, I know what I'm looking for, I know the intent, and I know how to lead my actors into the area that I want them to go to without directly saying, this is exactly what I need you to do. I want you to find it so it's more natural. And I've learned the word, the verbiage, like it's all been very great and very helpful.
0: Also, yeah. shout out Prince's TikTok. Ah. Follow Prince's TikTok. Prince has been hella lit on TikTok. <laughs> and those are just the facts.
1: <laughs> I love that. Um, I Now I have to follow you on TikTok. I don't even have a TikTok. I'm Listen, still behind You're going
0: to have one when you see Prince's TikTok.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I believe
2: that. Time, but it's its its own entity. It's so entertaining. Yes.
0: <laughs> also, mm-hmm. I mean, this the, I think for me to, like, the, the fact of the matter is, I don't think that I took as much time or patience or appreciation for my preparation practices as an artist before quarantine. And all of this stillness has forced me to pull out my acting books. It's forced me to think about what types of pieces I want to direct. It's forced me to really kind of consider what it is that I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And for me, that's been a blessing in and of itself. And for me, I guess too, it's forced me to consider like film and television more, ironically, because so much of what we're doing is based on the screen that, you know, I'm applying the same principles as a director, but it's exciting to think of how you can engage with your actors and your audience through a two-dimensional thing like a phone screen because so many people are, and I think that was really big for us too is so many people are looking at stuff on their phones so it's forced me to kind of think about how do I produce work as an artist on my phone and how do I get it to resonate with people in a way that lands for them even if it's just on a cell phone
1: Right now, people are starting to get a bit more hopeful with the vaccines rolling out and quarantine hopefully coming to an end soon. Kind of, I don't know. Science, let's rely on it. Um, do you see? What do you see for what's your Wi-Fi moving forward after post-pandemic? Ah, post-pandemic. What a dream.
2: I feel like What's Your Wi-Fi is gonna continue doing something similar to exactly what we're doing here now. It's like producing the work and having the artists in the front of our cameras to showcase what we can and what we're doing. I feel like we've done this for a year now and we're like, what, two, three months into, no, two months, Three months soon into this year. And it just feels like it's almost like a staple in how things work. So yes, we'll be able to go back to theater and we'll be able to be face to face, but it still won't have that same luster it once did. So I think that this is still gonna be a platform that people can go to and feel connected to because at the end of it all, there's still someone in Kansas <laughs> that can't see the theater Or the things that they want to see, and then they can come to our What's Your Wi-Fi YouTube page, our Instagram, or our Facebook, and find works from people that they didn't think they could connect to before. And we're also going to start using our different social media platforms to do different showcases live on Instagram and live on Facebook and other things, you know, so it feels like you actually are a part of what's going on. So it's pivoting and finding a way to connect to the people and give them what they want slash what they
0: need, because... Cause power to the people, and I think like if I could piggyback off of that, another really integral reason for why we can't stop what we're doing as you know independent theater artists who aren't you know turning turning tails on Broadway. Um, it's important that we're continuing to flood a market with our own people, because at the end of the day, if they, if what we're doing here on the ground. Can have some kind of impact on how people upstairs are consuming and thinking what needs to be produced and great i don't think that people who started you know getting together play clubs or you know filming each other and posting it or doing things like what's what what's your wife are standby for places is doing should stop because it's a market for these artists who don't always have the money the privilege the power to have these shows mounted, seen, heard, read, allowed, anything like that. Right. So we have to continue doing what we're doing on the ground as independent artists because there's a place for this. There's a necessity for this. And I think that this is becoming a new way for underground theater to exist again. And in a way for artists to find their place, find their niche, find their audience, and that's huge. And I don't think that just because when things open back up, anybody should stop pursuing that.
1: Right. It's about accessibility. Um, yeah. It's about being able to really broaden your audience so that certain material and, and experiences uh, can have that exposure to people who aren't necessarily so, as you said, um, privileged or have the wherewithal to be able to access it. Uh, or they might be in a different country, a different state, what have you. It's it's really, really great what you guys are doing. And I'm so, so excited to see what's next for you. All of the links that have been previously mentioned, including YouTube, Instagram, the whole nine yards, Facebook will be available for you guys to click on. Um, so please make sure to explore what's your Wi-Fi's content and all that they have to offer. We also have our episode up. Um, so, please be sure to listen to Ramon's um, play Confessions. <laughs> ah. Did I do it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said, well. Okay, she might be able to <laughs> roll her arms with her arabesque. Um, <laughs> okay, the <fest. laughs> uh I would like to thank each and every one of you guys for not only being able to collaborate with us, but to sit down and take the time to talk with me about it. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know another aspect of who you are, That So thank you. Uh, And for those who are watching, please check everything out. Make sure to continue the conversation about diversity in art and collaboration as we move forward and continue to do exactly what we need to do. This has been Dunya with Standby for Places and the team of What's Your Wi-Fi. Until next time. Have a great night, or day, or whatever, because I don't know when you're viewing it. Thank you! <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Green Room. For more information and to learn how to donate, check out our website at standbyforplaces.org. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com standbyforplaces. And our Instagram at standbyforplacespod. For more plays and interviews, don't forget to subscribe.